The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas. I'm Eric Osnes. Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Did you have a good New Year's? Very good, very good. Lots of skiing, lots of time up in the mountains, and Same what here. a glorious weekend. Yeah, I did cross-country skiing, though, not downhill. Yeah. yeah. Where did you ski? I skied uh, Crystal one day. I skied Mission Ridge the other day. Ooh, fun. And, I haven't uh, been to Mission Ridge in a long time. Oh, it's fun. That's uh, a nice, nice place over Beautiful there. Beautiful drive over the pass, too. Great drive. Weekend. Uh, never crowded up there and lots of good terrain, probably about as much as Stevens Pass, but uh, you've mm. got to haul a little ways over to get there. But yeah. the snow is always good. And yeah. uh, it was a balmy six degrees there on Sunday. Yes. Well, we were in Cleelum. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. So we were nearby, stopped off in Roslyn at the famous, you know, the Brick Saloon. Sure. And sure. Some of our folks went over to Suncadia while we were over there. A lot of cool things to do up here in the Northwest. And uh, I went out and did cross country by myself a few days uh, while we were there, which was a lot of fun. Kind of blazed my own trails following deer tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I'm conflicted with cross country skiing. I'm Norwegian. My last name is Osnes. There's actually a cross country ski called the Osnes ski. Seriously? Very famous. Yeah. Beautiful wood, wood skis. And uh, that's, those those, those are my people. But, um, (laughs) Your so, okay. you know, I, I'll, I'll be on a trip and like one day we'll cross country ski and then you'll be out there commuting with nature. It's beautiful, quiet. It's fantastic. And a snowmobile, snowmobile, snowmobile will rip by. You're like, ah, dang snowmobiles. Then the next day I'll be on snowmobiles, you know, ripping down these trails, hair on fire, go past some cross country skiers like, ah, dang cross country skiers. So I can't make up my mind, you know, which apparently which is which. not. The I, two don't really always cohabitate very well, though. It just depends. I mean, it is one of the beautiful things about cross-country skiing is you can get out and experience beautiful backcountry and actual silence. Absolutely. it's Which I was posting pictures on, you know, my Facebook page and noting something about the beautiful silence. And I'm sure everybody who knows me is like, oh, you were silent? Right. Yeah, what? exactly. What? What? Well, that, that happens? I tell you what, it is unbelievably You'd be surprised how often I actually don't say anything for long periods <laughs> of time. <laughs> oh, our, our Northwest backcountry is, is some of the best in the world. And um, part of, uh, in, in my past, I've led uh, a lot of Boy Scout uh, trips and I do a lot of winter outings where we'll go cross country skiing. We'll do overnight trips. We'll ski, you know, four or five miles into a place and then set up tents. Or in some cases, we even build igloos to spend the weekend in and uh, teach teach the kids all their winter survival skills. Yeah, you do cool stuff with that. Mm. You know, a lot of people, I've, I've got friends that we were all members of the Mountaineers at one point, mm-hmm. and we used to build snow caves and have to, you know, sure. work on. Um, rock climbing skills or mountain climbing skills and yeah. scrambling. And I remember doing even uh, having to do a, uh, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting the name of it, uh, where you have to do a self-arrest. Mm-hmm. Ice arrest. Your, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And sure. Which I ended up, I'm so glad I did it, because I climbed Mount Hood in my 20s and 
fell. I was on, you know, mm, on that mm-hmm. Hogsback Ridge. Sure, sure. And I was up there with friends of mine, and unfortunately, got pulled a little too fast down Hogsback, and fell forward. You know, we had our crampons, all that kind of good stuff. But I slid, and I had to do my own self arrest. And although I got up spitting mad, right, <laughs> everybody right. on my rope team was, that you're darn glad that, was hearing that you all had about that it. Skill, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, I was totally happy I had that skill. And I will say it helped me face my – I have a phobia about heights. So right. it did help. But uh, people had to hear a few choice words we used to, we <laughs> about used to, my experience. We used to strap our, our downhill skis onto our backs and climb – hike up Mount Rainier to Camp Mir, which is roughly oh, about yeah, the 10,000-foot yeah. mark. Oh, yeah, super cool up there. And then we would downhill ski from Mir. And uh, I, I remember once I was up there, we were all almost within maybe 100 yards of mirror, and I we stopped to take a drink of water, and I dropped my Nalgene bottle, and oh, no. that thing hit the ice and <laughs> took off, and watch that thing for a couple of minutes, you know, as it, as it, did it you know. Did it shatter, or did it stay shatterproof? No, it just kept, it, it stayed shatterproof, Nalgene yeah. lived up to it, so... Uh, but I watch that thing sail away, and I look at my friend. I'm like, uh, probably time to turn around. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Not, this isn't ideal yeah. skiing conditions well, here. Shout out to some of my friends though, because they've they've climbed up that whole thing through crevasses and all the scary mm. stuff over fourteen thousand feet. So, yeah, so good good for them. I haven't quite sucked it up to. We have so much that. in our in our backyard right here. It's we do uh, such a fantastic. Anybody taking place notes right now? Just got about you know ten different mountain experiences they could. Go out That's and right. find right this moment. Yeah, anyone who want to join me in uh, in uh, late January, early February, you know, for a scout outing where we're going to build igloos, uh, call on in. Yeah, <laughs> we can well, always you know use some You should totally labor. get my husband in on that. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet James would totally dig that. I mean, he doesn't necessarily love the cold, but he does love being out in the outdoors and. You know, that could be kind of fun. Well, I got to tell you, um, you know, spending the night in igloo, you know, the way we build them, the sun kind of hits them in the morning mm-hmm. and it, it makes the in- inside blow, glow just sort of blue. <laughs> just beautiful. Oh, really, yeah. Really, really something. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a lot of, lot of fun. Good experience. I'm so. imagining all the antics, though, that you... Things you've described so far in our show over the past several months, I can totally imagine the antics that you pull on people. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any good stories of like, you know, anyone that you've... I have, I have lots, but, but they're, um, yeah, you know, a part of it is... Probably not something that's okay on the radio. Let's say we do a lot of Gary Bird hunting, you know, with the scouts, you know, hunting for Gary Bird. Small bird in Washington, about the size of a chicken and uh, delicious. Uh, but you can, um, you can catch them by putting some pebbles in a paper bag, like a lunch bag and you shake it and you yell, Gary, 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 like that. And, uh... They'll walk right up to you, and uh, you know. So, Are you joking? So we've had the scouts out hunting for Gary birds, you know, <laughs> lots of times. And uh, once up, I in know the, you've got to be joking. Once up in the snow, and one of the the scout kids, um, you know, had convinced the the younger, more gullible ones that Gary birds could see UV, and UV gets stored up in your hat, your gloves, and your coat. So oh, no. take those all off. <laughs> And no. uh, you'll have a lot better chance of catching one. They have poor kids out there freezing <laughs> it's to death. It's 20 degrees out. Oh, <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> so, well, you've just yeah. made some people not want to send their children out with you. I'm That's right. That right. Eric is <laughs> of Team Reba promoting hypothermia throughout <laughs> the Northwest. So yeah. that's our goal. Oh, lovely. Anyway. Lovely, lovely. So about those rates. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we shift on over to rates? Sure. <laughs> 
you know? Um, Don't be shaking any you know, pebbles at the, anybody uh, going, here, rate, 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 yeah, rate, rate. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> In a bag, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. No, I once I had an entire family uh, hunting for Gary Birds in a state park going around, and I'm sure that all the other campers in that park were looking at these folks like, what are these idiots doing? And what's really weird is those are people probably on your good side. I hate to imagine what you do when someone's on your bad side. One of the kids is like, Mom, who told you about this? And, you know, they're like afraid to say, you know, they don't want to say, oh, Eric told me. Because then they're like, oh, well, no wonder. Right, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the thing that you can be sort of serious about. (laughs) All right. Well, mortgage rates today are brought to you by China. Thank you, China, very oh. much. Uh, I don't Thank know if anyone China. saw okay. the, the stock market route we had uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, that was also brought to you by China. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, there's an inverse relationship sometimes to the to stocks and rates. Uh, right now what's happening is they're, they're running in track. When the stock, uh, stocks fall, rates fall, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is when the markets are falling, stock markets are falling, money shifts from the stock market into the bond market. And bond market is what drives mortgage rates, supply and demand. So if you increase the supply without increasing demand, rates are going to drop. And that's exactly what happened last week. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's so, not bad considering they had just started to creep raise up, them. Right. Yeah. Fed increased rates a month ago and uh, had absolutely no effect on long-term mortgage rates mm-hmm. so far, knock on, knock on wood. Knocking on wood right now. So, so 30-year fixed rates, conventional conforming uh, loan rates, which are good right now, up to $540,500 in King, Snohomish, Pierce County. That's right. Those just uh, went up. Yep. Hovering right around 4%. Uh, so they're looking good. Nice. And uh, 15-year fixed rates are hovering around 3.25%. FHA loans are hovering around 375 as are VA loans. And uh, jumbo loans are hovering around 3875 So uh, good time to uh, lock in some rates if you're thinking about refinancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it before on the show, yeah. too. There still is the HARP uh, a discount or streamlined refinance program. If you have a mortgage that was taken out before May of 2009, it's a conventional loan. Uh, you may be able to actually refinance that without hardly any paperwork at all. Which reminds me, I have someone... Will that work with condos too? Sure. Okay, because I have someone after the show I want to talk to you about. Absolutely. Yeah, the only uh, catch it, the loan has to be have closed before May 2009. Oh, he did. Has to be owned by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And that's what I got to check. And you can give me a call. I'm always happy to check those things out. And uh, just uh, give, a, give a ring. You can either email me, eric at ericismybanker.com, or you can call me anytime, 206-915-ERIC. 206-915-3742. That's Eric with a C. Uh, so good uh, good timing with, with rates and everything right now. Um, we're, we're happy, happy, happy to see that. Uh, while, also, while I'm kind of on the subject of, of finance, and we may carry this over just briefly into the, mm-hmm. into the break here, um, last um, end of December, Congress passed the, um, uh, a bill called the Protecting Americans from Tax Hikes Act of 2015. And uh, okay. try and say that three times real fast. Uh, but that was actually signed into law, I believe, on December 22nd. And that's a tax bill that addressed many of the personal and business tax breaks expire that were expiring at the end of 2015 and made some of these provisions permanent. Uh, so oh. um, okay. so there's a few things that uh, that are kind of coming into play. So they with that. sort of gave that to us at Christmas time. Yeah, that was sort of a, a Christmas present for for Washington. Uh, you know, uh, things That's that a affected from our state. Some of our government officials. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things is that um, is that mortgage insurance or PMI um, is will be uh, through through 2016 considered to be a a, a deductible expense. Oh, Tra- good. Treated that like had, mortgage interest. That had changed so, at one point. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, in, in matter of fact, there's a few other ones. One is also for Washington State sales tax is a permanent itemized deduction now too. And really? there's more from this Christmas present that came in late in the month. Um, okay. Uh, when we come back uh, from our break, let's we'll, go into let's that in detail. Let's kind of pick that up a little bit more. As uh, stay tuned here. We're at uh, Business Talk KKOL thirteen hundred. This is Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass, and uh, Eric Osnes has stepped out of the room for just a moment, so we are going to get back into that information he had about some of the uh, tax credits and whatnot that have been uh, made permanent in the uh, the recent December 22nd uh, changes with Congress. But um, until he gets back in the room, I'm going to give you a quick update on what we're going to cover the rest of the show. Because anyone who was listening last week heard uh, the first two segments of the show were all about TRID and what was going on, issues that people were running into, why it was having problems with transactions. And then we also uh, had the last two segments that was about social media. So today, once we're finished up with this information that Eric's going to share, we're going to get back into the topic of social media because we got almost maybe a little too tied into Eric's Twitter account, which is A. Osnes. Uh, we still need to see if we can figure out how to change him to Eric is my banker because yeah. that would be a much better one for him. But uh, anyway, so just setting up kind of the rest of the tone of what's going to happen today. But I do want to hear these things that just came through sure. for Washingtonians and benefits we have of these uh, tax breaks. All right. Sure. You bet. And this is, um, again, from uh, Congress passed um, last week, the Protecting Americans from Tax Hikes Act of 2015, which was signed into uh, uh, law on December 22nd. So a couple, just a real couple quick ones on it. Uh, sales tax is now a permanent itemized deduction. College tuition deductions and credits have been extended through 2016, uh, but are subject to phase out for higher income taxpayers. So mm-hmm. make sure you check with your accountant uh, on that. Um, uh, there's uh, there's one uh, I'm not going to profess to understand this one 100 percent, but a charitable donation of up to a hundred thousand dollars from an IRA required minimum distribution has been made a permanent tax break. So basically, if you oh. want to donate a big chunk of money up to a hundred grand, okay. you know, to a nonprofit, you can do that tax free. Um, the um, above the line two hundred and fifty dollar deduction for teachers for school related out of pocket expenses was made a permanent deduction. That's kind of a nice thing. Oh, that's a really nice so, one. I know a lot of teachers, and they usually spend quite a bit on their students. Absolutely, Most they do. Don't right realize. out of their pocket. Yeah, I, I mean pencils and oh, yeah. paper and things yeah, like that. So, absolutely. Yep. Uh, enhanced child tax credit of a thousand dollars has been made permanent. 
enhanced child? Does that mean have, that has to be like some kind of a special yeah, child? child. Just, what's that mean? <laughs> Three eyeballs. I don't know. I'm not sure about <laughs> the that enhanced one. So. Child, the beatific child. <laughs> I believe they're referring to the credit, not the child. <laughs> okay. But I'm just, just taking a wild guess. <laughs> what a guess funny title, one. though. That's right. <laughs> be one kid running around. That's I'm the enhanced child. Yeah, I'm enhanced. Know? That's right. Well, that could mean different things depending on you know what part of town you're from. So I, anyway, good gosh. Yep. So the uh, now this is good. The five hundred dollar energy efficient. Home Improvement Tax Credit has been extended through 2016. Gotta love that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, but that $500 must be reduced by any credit claimed in a prior year. So so oh. they've, they've kind of tightened it down just a little bit. But if okay. you haven't uh, made some energy improvement, uh, you know, efficiency improvements to your home, uh, there is a $500 okay. tax credit. And... Um, there's an, also an exclusion for discharged home mortgage debt has been retroactively <gasps> extended through 2016. Oh my gosh, this, I need to see that. Yeah, this one's important. Um, the, the Mortgage Debt Relief Act? Yes, and, and what yes, this means is I'm that if... I'm so happy that yeah, you are bringing this up. I'm well, so happy. So so let's say that you've um, you know lost a home through foreclosure mm-hmm. or in the case of a short sale. Basically, any time a, a, a mortgage is, is wound up, and uh, mm-hmm. being paid off by less than what's owed on it. Mm-hmm. It's considered debt forgiven. Yeah, which and normally is taxed. Yes, it's... Prior and, to 2007, it was typically a taxable That's, that's right. And, and you know, prior to 2007, any debt forgiven is considered taxable income. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks, woo, I got out of that debt. And then they get a bill mm-hmm. from the IRS like, because ouch. that's considered taxable income. And it can be yeah. significant. Let's say you, oh, yeah. you know, there's a write-off of $100,000. Well, guess what? You know, you're going to get a 1099 saying you made $100,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if so, you're at a 28% tax rate, at that's that right. point, that's very painful. It's, it's a it's a really it's a really big number. Mm-hmm. And I, I I mentioned just before the break, mortgage insurance premiums are deductible as qualified residence interest through 2016. So you can treat PMI mortgage insurance like interest. Excellent. And uh, the um, we should go back to all of our FHA clients we've had over the last couple of yeah, years and make no sure kidding. to remind them about that. Make sure that. they're they're writing that off. Yeah. That's right. Um, and also the residential energy efficient solar property has been extended to include property placed in service before January 1st, 2022 and will gradually reduce for property placed in service after December 31st, 2016 and before January 1st, 2022. So that's properties with solar? Solar. Yeah. So you're going to get a tax credit. And, and I, so Joe Dietz from Synergy Systems. Right. Did you hear that? Give us a call in. Yeah. Dude, right. call us if you happen to be listening. <laughs> I know I sent you your show that you did with us. We'll right. have to bring that up when you're on the air with us again. That's right. And and we can um, maybe maybe later if we have time, there's been some additional um, changes for uh, 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 affecting businesses. Okay. So, so these are the ones that are affecting individuals and, and mortgages specifically. And there's some additional extensions and things to businesses that have okay. to well, do Well, you're going to need to give me that list so yeah. we can put it onto the blog That's and right. send that out through our social media sites. So that people can access Absolutely. some of that information if they haven't already found it through you another bet. resource. Matter of fact, maybe one of these days we'll have to get uh, get um, get our CPA on here. You know, maybe my uh, yeah, favorite so, CPA and yeah, my assistant know. Angela is uh, working on a list of people for us mm-hmm. and. Uh, Rick Mangman, Mangan. Now I now I sound like you. <laughs> well, tripping over my lips. Well, this list brought to you thanks to Jane Wren, uh, CPA I've worked with for years and years and years go. in Kirkland, Washington. Well, we'll so. get one of them in here, or we'll bring several of them in over time. Because I mean, that's the whole thing. Is oh yeah, we can have a CPA throwdown. <gasps> 
Yeah. Oh, I love we'll, that we'll idea. See. Let's we'll, uh, do that. We'll, we'll compare, uh, you know, we'll throw out a question and say that one Let's will see. say, I yeah. can deduct that. And the other ones will say, you can't deduct that. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, about. I've done stuff you like that before. It's kind of fun. Yeah. We, we should totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds CPA like exciting dual. stuff for radio, right? CPA arguing, arguing uh, match. I don't know with, if you're the right kind of listener and you're, I mean, I, isn't this Bloomberg like business radio? Well, Wouldn't that be sure. totally up yeah. people's alley? In fact, there may be some CPAs listening as we speak. Yeah, if you want to be on, yeah, pipe us, in, man. Matter of fact, not a bad time to bring up that you can reach us uh, toll yeah. free. This is a live call in show. We're at 1 866 712 1300. Yes, we are. Business Radio KKO. Or if you want to reach us in other ways, you can also hit me on Twitter at Team Reba. Right. Or you can do info at Team Reba. If you don't get a chance to call while we're here, yep. we would love a call, of course. And, and but, you can hit me on Twitter also at E. Osnes. <laughs> yeah. Try and nobody spell can that. spell that. Yeah. E. A. A. S. N. E. S. S. Double A. <laughs> Did we just put too many A's in there because both of us were saying it? Probably. Yeah. E. A. A. S. N. E. S. S. Okay. Osnes. And if you can't find him that way, just look at me and I'm pinging him. <laughs> there you go. Rhymes with awesomeness. Yeah. Ooh, okay. that was dead air. Okay. All right, let's move on. Okay. All right. Well, I'm done with that. <laughs> all, all right. Okay. No. But I, de- I definitely want that list. And I will attribute to your CPA Absolutely. on that also. So I'll need to get some contact info for her. But um, that is – I'm okay, so I'm just going to dwell on that for a, a quick moment because I'm super excited. The Mortgage Debt Relief Act piece is huge uh, because – I have people I'm talking to regularly. Um, you know, our marketplace isn't as impacted with short sales as right. it had been, uh, but they are still out there. It's about 10% of the marketplace. At, at the peak of, of all the ugliness of the recession, we were about 35% of the marketplace was distressed homes. That's right. And now we're down to about 10%. That's right. And so it's getting better, but there are still people out there impacted. And like I have a short sale that I, I'm so thrilled to hear this because I have a short sale I've been working on that just got bumped. We were supposed to close at the end of December and it just got bumped into early to mid January because of TRID. Right. And I was so disappointed because we were really pushing and gunning to get done by the end of the year so that they could hopefully take you know, advantage of take this, advantage this tax break. Of the yep. tax break. And yep. then when it just pushed a couple of days ago, we were just all like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. So to see that this is actually going through 2016 is phenomenal because the two years prior, 2015 and in 2014, Congress waited till like the last day of the year to make it retroactive right. for the whole year. And so people were sweating it all yep, year long. Absolutely. So if they actually were forward thinking and are pushing it all the way through the end of 2016, right. I am so super stoked because that could actually help folks who've been vacillating on whether or not they should approach a short sale or not. Right. They're procrastinating. Or just let it go. And, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and even outside of someone who, uh, just contacted me recently through Facebook, you know, talking about, we're going to be using social or talking about social media today. I had somebody who's a connection of a connection contact me through Facebook and they had questions because they had been foreclosed on. He had just, um, kind of emotionally shut down, uh, because he'd gone through job loss, had uh, a marriage failure and all these other things got behind on his mortgage and walked away. And it had been years since he'd walked away and he learned that the bank had uh, sold the house recently. Mm-hmm. And it looked like what they sold it for 
was for more than what he had owed. And what it turned out was that was not actually the case. The, the bank had bought it back and then they'd sold it outside. So I had sent him to an attorney to get some advice about whether or not there was going to be any kind of taxable hit to him. Cause I said, I sure. really don't know. It looks like it's just the one loan. It should be this, but you really, because that auction happened at this particular timetable, you need to find out how it might impact you. And so we sent him off to some resources and he just sent me a, a message uh, two days ago thanking me for that. Cause he said, what a relief. Here's, he goes, besides doing an amended tax return, because you do have to put those into your tax returns and he hadn't thought to do that. Right. And uh, so he did put that all in place. This is going to be great. Cause he did say that he, he wasn't going to fall into any tax consequence, but for some of those folks who are still in the middle of those situations or like the client who I am going to close on here in the next week, I'm going to be thrilled to be able to tell them that this has been extended Absolutely. Really, really, I'm so glad that you bring this up. It's so much fun that we bring different things to the table each week, and sometimes they're really, really helpful to the other person. Well, and, and this, um, you know, when we're dealing with foreclosures or short sales too, there's some timing events that take mm -hmm. place from the financing end as well that can can impact people. And what what a lot of people don't understand is if you had a foreclosure, it's uh, from a you're going to be eligible to buy a new home as as early as. Um, you know, three years after the, the date mm -hmm. of that event, but it's based on when the home is sold, not when the foreclosure action is completed. Uh, okay. So, and that can be a lot of time in between. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, yeah, Good so, point. you know, so be sure to kind of check on that. And, and again, if you have questions or anything, we're always happy to help here. Just, uh, uh hit us, uh, tweet us at, at team Reba. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about social media. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you're going to teach me how to use my Twitter account. Stay tuned on <laughs> Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Remax Metro Realty. And I'm Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. All right. Well, so we're back and we're going to be talking social media. Right. Right. And some people are like, why is a real estate and a lending person talking about social media? Like, what the hey? Right. What, yeah, what would they have the anything to do with this? And it's so funny because um, I've been doing social media, as you know, for a really, really long time. And... As part of the work I do with the Renton Chamber, so I'm a member of the Renton Chamber of Commerce, and in the last year and a half, I've been on the board of the chamber, but uh, even before being asked to get on the board, I was very engaged with our local chamber folks, and part of what I was offering as a business person uh, to chamber members was uh, they had me come in a couple of times and do... Uh, different talks about social media. Mm -hmm. So I would do, I would put on these little seminars and it was always funny because we'd always plan for roughly an hour, hour and a half. And every single time I'd get all these other small business owners in the room and that session, I swear I would always turn into about three hours. People get pummeling you with questions and how do you do this and how do you do that? Yeah. You're one of the early adapters, really, and are, are very Adapter very, or adopters? Ad did I say adapter? <laughs> no. Well, I guess I adapted early enough to adopt. <laughs> That's right. How's that? Well, yeah. You were adopted anyway, so... I was yeah. adopted, yeah. so yeah, I, of course I'm all You're about early, early adoption. 
That's right. <laughs> Good point. Touche. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you know what. I've always been very uh, into the social media thing. I'm a social person, so it's kind of mm-hmm. comes naturally to me anyway, sure, right? Sure. And yeah. uh, I'm always kind of loud and broadcasting, and you know that kind of thing. I mean, that's what led us to start doing open house with Team Reba to a, right. a degree. But a lot of it is really, uh, it's really driven by my desire to educate and sure. to help help people understand a process that is greatly impactful within their lives. Sure, want to see right? those light bulbs go off over their heads. Yeah, yeah, because this it's it's a tremendous financial asset that people are, you know, dumping their heart and soul and money into, and you don't want to see that done, you know, or taken lightly. You know, you don't want to see someone just kind of like, "Oh, you're just a sales number to me." And and uh, no. I I've, I've talked to so many people over the years where, you know, even if they'd had a transaction before ever working with me, they'd say Man, I you know the process just kind of was a whirlwind, and we didn't really get any good information. So you know it was great that it was positive at the end of the day, and we got what we wanted, but we really didn't understand how we got there. Right, what was going on? Yeah, and so a lot of my using social media has been to project information out into as many different spheres as possible, uh, because the way people have changed and how they consume information has changed and their preferences on how they receive and seek out even information. Right. And it was funny because this morning, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always digesting as much information as I can get all the time too. And people who tend to give out information also, you know, usually are seeking it out, reading, uh, you know, finding different resources, you getting this information from your CPA about taxes. I mean, there's, we're just constantly getting this information through, kind of filtering it, trying to digest it and figure out, well, how can the people in, around me benefit from this, right? Sure. And how can I explain to them maybe what some of this information is? Or maybe this report came out, but there's no real guidance about how do you use that information now when when you move forward on something. So I'm I'm constantly thinking of these different ways that I can filter and help send out information so that it's useful to people because you can throw data at someone all day long, but if they don't understand the analytical viewpoint of it, well, it's called the, and it's also called the WIFM, you know, it's sort of the, what's What's in in it it for me. me. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be relevant. Right. Absolutely. So that was something very early on in social media that you learned because a lot of folks took social media, the wrong direction. They thought it was just this me, 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 broadcast about me, broadcast about me, broadcast about me. And that just made it sound like this really awful advertising segment constantly. Right, right. right. And and people just shut that off. I mean, you look at the marketing messages that the average American gets every day. I mean, we have over 5,000 marketing messages thrown at us daily. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So- you're going to yeah, it's tune get in worse. your consciousness only to the ones that seem of interest or that of have course. enough, yeah. enough um, either comedy or useful information to capture your attention, right? Right, absolutely. So uh, that's why you know those ads, you know, for the Super Bowl are always such a big deal because it's like, oh, who who could put the most interesting thing on there for all of us to watch and re- you know maybe remember thirty seconds after it's done, right? But uh, social media has changed consumer attitudes it's changed how they consume information where they get it i mean it's kind of sad most people today get on their facebook page or look at their phone at least before they kiss their spouse before they go to the bathroom before they i mean even before they even get out of bed they're just laying there looking at their phone right right and 
that doesn't mean they're just checking to see, did I get a text message or do I have a phone call? They're doing everything on their phones, right? Like 70% of what people are doing are on a mobile device yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. of some sort. In fact, they're doing studies where they're finding people are sleeping with their phones, like literally holding them while they're asleep. Oh, wow. That Yikes. to me is a little on the creepy that side. That might be a little over the top. Yeah. I'm guessing that's maybe some younger generation folks, but yeah. I could be completely wrong about that. But there's, you know, so I read a lot of studies about all these things. But um, I mentioned last week that because I was such an early adopter and I went across so many uh, platforms, I ended up in this this book about social media marketing that Paul Gillen wrote, uh, hmm. Gillen, G-I-L-L-I-M. And it was funny because... At one point in my career, I, I never knew what was going to happen with that book. I, you know, he sent me a copy and, and it was fun to read, but I even ended up landing a listing because of that interview with him. Interesting. Because yeah. I'm, I was talking to a Microsoft employee who was being uh, transferred to the East Coast and his wife had just finished her um, master's in marketing at UW. And I found out, I'm, t- I'm talking to her, and I was like, oh, so what do you do for a living? And what will you do when you get to the East Coast? And she's like, oh, well, I'm doing social media. And so I'll find a company that you know needs those kinds of resources and help. And, and it was still fairly early in adoption from large companies of social media because they weren't sure. They were watching it to see what would happen before they all jumped in with big budgets, right? And so I was like, oh, social media. Oh, yeah, you know, I was in this book one time, blah, blah, blah. And she went, wait a minute, hold on. And she ran across the room. And she pulled the book out and it was Paul Gillen's book. Oh, no. And apparently it's in the master's program at the UW. Oh, it's a required reading. And she's like, I read about you. So <laughs> were, was, were you in the book in a good way or yeah. were you like oh, yeah. the, uh, the uh, extreme case? Well, extreme case in a good way ah, because got it, got he, it. he knew that I had figured it out about how to use each of the platforms I see. and what and type it, of audience of was in those. Right, right. And we were successfully hitting yeah. across all those platforms. So we started touching on some of that last week, you know, joking around about Twitter. And there's still a ton of people that still are like, uh, Twitter, I just don't get it. Right. I just don't get it. And then LinkedIn, mm-hmm. you know, was another one. Um, because I came from the tech sector, right. I was on LinkedIn well before I was ever in real estate. And that used to be the startup really of a place where people in the tech community could go in and kind of privately look for jobs. Right, right. Right. It was their way to do headhunting without you and, know, having and, to use headhunters. And, and still is. Yeah. It, it still is. But the, did, did you know that the fastest growing market segment on LinkedIn is financial services primarily because of real estate agents mm-hmm. right. were, were held under that, that title? And the sad part about most of the real estate agents using LinkedIn is they just keep linking in to other real estate agents. Right. And it's kind of like, what? Uh, no, I, you're in my office. I can go call you any moment. Like, I, why do I want to right. open my right. entire the database to, to other you? people like, in other spheres. Like, go talk with someone else. Like, I, I like you, but not like that. Sure. You know? <laughs> so it, it always kind of cracks me up. So anyway... We, we had started talking about this as a topic because it's like, how, how do all of these different social media sites impact a consumer and, and also the businesses associated, right? So like Facebook, mm-hmm. as a mortgage lender, can you do much on Facebook? No, I, 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 can, I can be on Facebook, but even uh, as a mortgage lender, depending on the company a loan officer mm-hmm. works for, many companies uh, will not allow their employees, yeah. loan officers, to be on Facebook. You guys have all uh, kinds of compliance issues. Yes, because 
Part of it for us is when we're talking about a loan in a mortgage process, number one, we're dealing with confidential information, mm-hmm. and we right. have to be extremely careful about that. Number two, uh, we have to be able to track conversations yeah. um, because we might get sued down the road. And that is, I will say for the real estate side of things too, we also are required to track communication. And so it is becoming quite challenging that because the consumer is deciding how we're going to have that conversation, right. it's creating a very difficult chain you know, for your communication to track and then have available. And in fact, I'm, I'm always looking for like when... Um, when texting first came out and you couldn't track those, I mean, now it's like save conversation, right. send in. Yeah. yeah. Now. So th- those things have all changed. Facebook, you could go and print off or somehow save sure, uh, a sure. private message conversation. Cause I, I've been quite pleasantly surprised how many people reach out to me on Facebook. Right. A, right. An incredible number of folks. Oh, yeah. every it's more year. and more every day. Yeah. Sure. All the time. And especially our, our customers are our millennials when mm-hmm. we're dealing with, uh, you know, they, that's how they're want to, that's how they want to communicate. That's their preferred method. Yeah. So. I, well, I'm actually millennials, I think started out being the ones on Facebook, but it's actually really ended up being almost more like my gen X folks mm-hmm. who tend to use that maybe like kind of like the low end of the baby boomers. They're using Facebook a lot more. They're still one of the fastest growing groups on Facebook. And a lot of the younger folks are going to other things because I will tell you, millennials a lot of times are on Twitter. Okay, sure. They're doing texting and Twitter. Yeah. Or they're on Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, finding all these different things about how you want to, you know, put your business out there or what you're doing or work with the customer and consumer, you know, really is like, okay, where are they? How do I use it? How do I stay within compliance, but still provide the necessary information? Okay. Question for you too. And I'm uh, one, you you see this too. We're teaching Mm -hmm. first time home buyer classes. One Mm -hmm. of the number one questions that comes up is how do I pick my agent? How do I pick Mm -hmm. the other people that I'm using in a transaction, the inspector, the movers, Mm -hmm. the, the lender, all of that. Right. Uh, how can a person use some of these social media tools to to sort that all out? Well, so look at the content they're publishing, right? You're going to go, let's say you're looking on their Facebook page because most real estate folks nowadays do have a Facebook business page or, mm-hmm. if they, or hopefully they've been coached to get one. I know on our page, we're constantly putting out, you know, some of these shows. We're putting out, uh, you know, maybe information about how do you talk to a lender. Uh, We start talking about maybe rates on there, republishing other content that is useful, videos, things of that nature. But uh, we need to go a little more deep on that. So I think we need to go into the next segment, if I'm correct. So if you have questions about this, folks, give us a call at 866-712-1300 on Business Radio, KKOL 1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba Remax Metro. And every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you the latest in real estate and finance news, if we get around to it. Sometimes we just talk about other things like hunting Gary birds or um, you know, <laughs> playing up in the mountains. But um, It's all about... Living in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. Right? What it That's takes right. to live here, things to do. It's all good. It's all good. That's right. That's right. We want uh, we want people, our, our, our customers to be happy. 
home buyers to be successful home buyers and also take advantage of everything that this area has to has to oh, offer. Oh yeah. Well, we have lots of people who are relocating here. They don't know all the same things that we know. I mean, we you're a people, native. We have people who've lived there here their whole lives and don't know half the cool things that you can do. Well, then you just need to keep talking about them all. There you go. You're like for instance, what? Have you ever, uh, you know, these days you ask a, ask a person, you drive by a, a, a marina, Des Moines Marina mm-hmm. or Redondo or yeah. Shoal Shoal. What are all the people doing out on the pier, you know, at nine o'clock at night? Do you know? No. They're jigging for squid. Oh. It's a huge squid harvest right now. And the squid are delicious. I call them art. You okay? can get them all the way off, just off the pier? Most people do, and uh, I, I have a different way. I, I use my boat, which involves uh, you know a heater and a stereo and uh, adult beverages. Beer. Okay, and um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you um, have a little glow in the dark jig. You know, huck that in the water. And, you know, bob okay. it up and down, and there you go. You're tempting me with it. You brought that up recently. <laughs> we haven't yet booked a time to go do that. Yeah. But I, w- I want to go do that. Oh, I think that would it's be a super ton of cool. Fun. You know, but, but people, you know, driving by, not really paying attention. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of people out on the pier. They're taking in the sights at night. No, they're, they're jigging You know, for I'm supposed to go walking down on the Des Moines Marina mm-hmm. on Wednesday night with oh, some girlfriends. It will be packed. From, now from, I'll know. From November until about February. There's tons and tons of squid in the water. And these are okay. pretty good. So, you know, they're are almost, they? I don't know, 8, 10 inches long. They're nice, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. James, I hope you're listening. Let's go down. Yeah. Let's go do a jig. Yeah. So, James, we're, <laughs> Is that where the phrase we're comes jigging from? for squid. We're going to do a jig? <laughs> Probably not. Probably but, uh, not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It is, it is in uh, my vernacular, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd love to do the boat thing, but knowing that I can also go out on the pier. Oh, sure. If yeah. he and I want to get really... Um, yeah, frisky. I guess we could uh, go out on our kayaks and oh, freeze sure. to death out there. But uh, oh man, I wonder if I wonder if you could yeah. do that. Could you do that? Yeah, you could. What do you do with it when you catch them? Well, I, I have a big. You know, most people just put them in a bucket. Yeah, just hug, catch them. Okay, huck so them we in can't a bucket. use the same thing like when we catch the crabs. We can't. You got to have something more solid. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get away. They're they're okay. they're wily. Because he's got like a big net thingy that he puts the crab in. No, you got to have a bucket. Yeah, okay. it's going to need to be a bucket. Okay, maybe yep. we can't do it on the kayaks. Yep. All they're, right, you need to take us on the boat yep. and or we'll go on the pier. They're very uh, powerful swimmers, you know, so they can jump. They can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, and, yeah, I'd totally uh, like to try this. Just a little fact here. They're chameleon-like. They can change colors. It's fantastic to watch. Okay. But put them in a white Man, bucket, they so turn much. white. You know, put a red sleeve in there, they'll turn red. Put a blue sleeve in there, they'll turn blue. Oh, dude, I it's gotta really go. Cool. Yeah, I totally really have neat. to see this. Yeah, I absolutely have to see this. It's all good. There you okay. go. Well, then you know what? Then I can post it on some of my social media. Yeah, I'll take pictures of it. Yeah, because so that was one of the other things when we started getting into social media. The the two things that are really pumping up right now for a lot of folks, mm-hmm. and particularly in the real estate industry. Pinterest and Instagram. Hmm. And can you imagine why? No. Well, tell tell us. Okay. Well, the reason why is because they're very visual. Twitter is 140 oh, characters you and you read. can attach some stuff to it. Yeah. But Pinterest and Instagram are specifically revolving around photography. Sure. And so if you're someone like me who uses professional photos in your business, Right. Then it's a perfect or visual. Yeah. It's a, well, and most people are right. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect avenue for promoting either a business or a product or service that you have, which in real estate, you know, what's, 
what's more fun than going and looking at houses? Right. The, the reason the Zillow site's so popular is because people are inherently really nosy. <laughs> True. <laughs> they are. You know, I mean, they're super curious. And so they want to see what's going on, right? You don't always say to people, I want to hear what's going on. They're mostly like, I'd like to see that. I sure. want to see what they're like. Talking about squid, I got to see that. I don't want to hear about you telling me about jigging. Right, right, I want to right. go see it. I yeah, want to go do sure. it. Yeah. You know? So Pinterest and Instagram feed that curiosity that people have and that visual hunger because people do respond visually to things. And they, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, right? So how does a realtor market? Using Pinterest or, or Pinterest. In, in, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> so using these tools. So Pinterest is one like, you know, we have different boards. So we can build a board around a, a certain property or maybe it's around certain types of topics. Like if I'm talking about staging, okay. I can take different pictures to show examples or I can so juxtapose. before and after sort yeah, of Yeah, you can juxtapose mm-hmm. to a before and after also. Sure. Um, you know, so you can show best practices, maybe uh, design trends of different types that are out there, color trends. Um, you know, another site that's out there called House, H-O-U-Z-Z.com. Uh, they've got all kinds of beautiful photos. I like to get on there and tag, you know, Pinterest, pin a bunch of the photos on there because there's some great ideas for my clients. Mm-hmm. So when I hear someone saying, hey, we're thinking about remodeling, you know, the living room and these sure. color, kind of an idea of color schemes, I'll jump onto House or one of these other sites and I'll start pinning a bunch of the things that kind of fit what they're talking about to say, oh, here's it. here's like a, an idea board for you. And you can really specialize it. And one of the things I've been tracking is um, a lot of modern homes. I love modern home design. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and especially because that's probably what my husband and I will build as our retirement home is that style of home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I have boards where I'm tracking all those kinds of things. Um, So I have those for referencing later. So I don't have to go find them again. That was the thing about magazines. You always had to keep them around and then you had to go find them and the boards, you can title them so that you can easily categorize something that you can look up again real fast. Right. And the same thing with Instagram. Instagram is one where um, you're not necessarily building boards, but you're sharing different things and topics that are going on and people who have like interests. And that's where the hashtags start coming in. Right. You know, like we keep joking about you with hashtag Eric is bald and I know you hate it, but if you went on to any of these sites or you started um, Googling hashtag real estate, you're going to start getting a bunch of uh, hits that come in where that has been tagged on posts. If you're on Twitter itself, you can go into the search bar and put in hashtag real estate Seattle and anyone who has used that hashtag, hashtag. That will come, it will do it by date. So, you know, you might have to scroll okay. through for a while, but you can see conversations that are going on. I'm going to try and that. Topics. So if I, if I say hashtag, um, real estate Ballard, for instance, yeah. I'm going to pop be able up a to whole find bunch something. of, of yeah. listings or information. And if you're trying to get into those conversations, because that's the thing is you might be looking for a particular thing around that arena and then you can see who's talking about it and maybe follow that person or engage in a conversation with sure. that person. And that's, that's some of the stuff that I've been doing. Right. You know, it's like if I have a listing, we might post the flyer and use a hashtag real estate Lake Forest Park or, you know, some other kind of verbiage that, you know, is appropriate to that post. Sure. sure. And then if someone's searching for things, they can find it that way. And And a lot of people find me to follow me on Twitter by using you know, whether it's real estate or something similar. I, in fact, I've been doing hashtag open house with team Reba just to try and build that and 
in a, within a search format. So if someone wants to go back and see some or listen to some of our past shows, then they can look that up and they're probably going to find links to our blog that have the posted shows. And a good time to bring that up. So mm-hmm. your, your Twitter feed at mm-hmm. team or team Reba. Yep. You know, and go on to team Reba and you'll, you'll be able to pull yeah, up the, the archives of all of our past shows Yeah, and uh, learn some good information. Yeah. If you follow, you can direct message and chat with us and, Send us all kinds of things or send us questions that you want to see answered on a future show, things of that nature. Always happy to do that. And mm-hmm. we promise to bring more more guests on, you know, yeah. throughout, throughout the year here. Well, it's and be a good we're, year. we're posting. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. And we're going to be posting all this stuff. I'll tell you, we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google Plus, YouTube. Uh, and then there's there's even more beyond that. But I would say, you know, you can track us down and we'll we'll open all kinds of conversations with folks sure about anything related to real estate or mortgage all right well good good so and you're gonna have to still do some training for me with yeah we'll do a private know, the session whole, the whole twitter thing and all of that yeah um you teach me twitter i'll teach you how to jig for squid and you're uh, on and uh well well uh, it'll be a win-win situation absolutely I'm well on behalf of team reba and remax and eric at home street bank thank you for joining us today We'll see you next week. Next week, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock on Open House of Team Rebound. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.